Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Wherever you are, this is the Interpreter's Workshop Podcast. I'm Tim Curry, your host. Here we talk everything sign language interpreting. The ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, the sideways of interpreting. If you're a student, a new interpreter, experienced interpreter, this is the place for you. If you want to know more, go to interpretersworkshop.com. Let's start talking interpreting. And now, the quote of the day, or in this case, quotes. I have two quotes for today. The first quote is by Albert Einstein. Creativity is intelligence having fun. There are two things in this quote. Actually, there are three. First, hopefully, interpreters are intelligent. And the second would be creativity. We have to be creative to be an interpreter. Because we create an interpretation from the meaningful content or meaningless content that we are given, and we take moments to predict whether or not we have a lot of time to process this or a short amount of time to process this particular chunk of information. And if we have only a short amount of time, we then have to determine the most creative way that we can play with the language to make it accurate, but yet as concise as possible. So we look for the least amount of vocabulary in the target language that we need to use to get the point across, the affect and the point as concise as possible. And to do that, we have to be creative. We have to use the language in a playful way. And while we are being creative, for me, that's what makes it fun. It is amazing what our brains can do when we are stressed for time, when we are making these determinations, these decisions about our interpretation. I enjoy the problem solving that this creativity takes. That's the first quote. The second quote is by Audrey Hepburn, actress and much more. The most important thing is to enjoy your life, to be happy. It's all that matters. This quote reminds us that happiness comes from within. The only person that can change you is the person in the mirror. In this episode, Hannah and I talk a little bit about how to balance your life as an interpreter. And I think this is a point that comes with experience. Over the years, we learn how to balance our work and our personal life. It is up to us. We are creative, intelligent people, and we need to use that creativity and that intelligence to understand how to make it happy, make it fun for us. It makes it feel less like work, and that will make the creativity easier. Let's join the chat with Hannah for this last episode from Austria. When you're interpreting with a team, what type of team member do you wish to have? Or what attributes do you wish they have? I'm in the privileged, or we're in the privileged situation, especially in Vienna, that we can pick um, mostly uh, with whom we are working. 
Mm-hmm. And um, yes, for sure, professional and competent. I think that's clear. Self-reflective is also a good attribute. But what I really love is a good sense of humor. I love it mm-hmm. to have fun when I'm working. Yeah. And with some colleagues, this combination of... Um, offering a good service and professional interpreting, but you can really laugh a lot in the breaks or in between mm-hmm. is just what makes my work um, enjoyable and yes. and good. And I think I'm working better when I'm laughing a lot <laughs> in between. <laughs> yes. um, so yeah. yeah, good sense of humor, I would say is, is was, was becoming one of the more important attributes <laughs> within the years. Yes. Yes, and like having having a good self irony, yeah, um, makes makes working makes working better and less uh, exhausting. <laughs> yes. Uh, so connected to that, how do you take care of yourself when we have these mental struggles or just the profession in general? Mm. How how do you take care of yourself mentally or emotionally? Um, I mean, if there is a difficult or tricky situation or like a heavy uh, assignment, I really love it to have colleagues uh, to work with that I trust, that I can be open, where we can share these experiences for sure. That makes a lot of um, psycho hygiene. For me, for myself, I um, love to go into the nature. I, mm-hmm. I'm walking a lot. I, I love to go out with my dog. That also calms me down. And um, what I really learned within the years is to find a good balance. How much do I work? How many hours mm-hmm. do I work? Which assignments do I take and which one I'm avoiding? Because first, I, there are different phases that I'm quite well in doing, like all the family stuff uh, at mm-hmm. the, where, where there's conflicts in the family. But when I recognize now, I'm not so, I don't know, my skin is thinner in a way. Mm-hmm. Then I'm, I, I try to, to adapt my shadow that I'm not having too much of it and mm-hmm. especially in in, 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 in in general um i mm-hmm. think i work less than years before and mm-hmm. it, it makes me stronger and it makes me better balanced i would say have you decreased the amount of work that you do within the association like my work uh not like interpreter but for the association as a board member as or a board member or a member yeah I I decreased it for uh, two or three years mm-hmm. now in the changement that we had uh, where because we were changing to sociocratic organization. Mm-hmm. I was doing a lot or I am doing a lot uh, again. Um, but nevertheless, I think the balance of how much I work and how much I have uh, time for me or free time mm-hmm. um, is was getting better with the, within the years because maybe it's also i'm not stressed anymore that i don't have enough work uh, mm-hmm. that's what i learn or see a lot with young colleagues they are working 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 yes. working and i'm always like 
be careful. There is a crush. I mean, there's a crash uh, after mm -hmm. one year yeah. and you will feel it in your body. You will feel it in your mind. I can understand it in a way because they're like trying to find their position in the field. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it makes me, yeah. it makes me relax to see it's all, it's all good. If yeah. I don't have next week, I'm not full. No worries. It's, mm -hmm. it's all fine. So. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned a little bit about changing the structure of the association a few years back to something you call the sociocratic method or system. Uh, can you give us a short definition of what that means? Yes. Um, it's about changing our association from like a conservative hierarchical, hierarchical, hierarchical system where we have a board and uh, mm -hmm. some working groups, but the rest of the members, they are still like receivers of the work mm -hmm. that the board is doing. Mm -hmm. um, change to our um, leadership that is like the community reigns. That means rings uh -huh. um it's circles mm -hmm. uh working groups with always a leader and the delegate is uh reporting to another group so the informational flow is uh ensured and it's it's like a bigger involvement of everybody in the association it's not that a few people are doing a lot of work but a lot of mm -hmm. people doing small parts of the work and so everybody can contribute and is responsible also for the um, solutions and for the work association mm -hmm. is doing. And I really like it because it uh, changed a lot uh, our way of working together. We um, implemented this form at the point where nobody else wanted, nobody uh, anymore wanted to be like, formal normal board members mm -hmm. and so it it was like a revitalization of the association that i really like mm -hmm. and for that reason i'm i'm again quite involved uh, and do a I lot see. because yeah. i'm the expert with two or three colleagues three colleagues um so we have a lot mm -hmm. in this implementation process to do i see good morning good evening you know the rest just click on the support link in the description to buy me a coffee or three or five to help support this podcast to share the passion of our profession. Thank you very much. And while you're at it, tell me what you want, what you want, what you really, really want in this podcast. Click on the links in the description to give me your ideas. Thank you. Let's have a little bit of fun. Yeah. A little word association. So I will say a few words or phrases, and then you say the first word or story or concept that comes to your mind, or it could just be a feeling. Okay. Okay. Great. So the first word is fun. Laughter, humor, <laughs> mm. colleagues, giggling. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we just can't look at each other and we should be you know, supporting each other. But if we look, we'll start giggling. We'll start laughing about something. It's just, uh, and it's a wonderful feeling, that, yeah. that connection. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> Professional. Straight, clear, sincere. Okay, the next. Ethics. Frame 
within we're taking decisions knowing why we take this decision in this specific moment. Nice. Sign language. Oh, wow. Still wow. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Quality interpreting. Um, quality interpreting is when all of the communication partners leave the room with the clear concept of what is the conversation that they had. Next, comfort food. Water and fruits. Water and fruits. Nice. Okay. Austria. <laughs> okay. We'll go with that. I'm assuming that was a waltz. No, it wasn't a waltz. <laughs> I have to sing the waltz. Okay. Please take the second one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was the, the first? first? The what first was the one? first one? I don't know. It was like <laughs> freestyle interpre interpretation of a waltz. How about I also ask you this? Barcelona. Oh, Barcelona, me as a city guide cruising this fantastic uh, city at the seaside, speaking Spanish mm. and loving it. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you two more questions. Mm -hmm. What do you wish to improve in your interpreting and why? I always wish to improve my sign language because language is something that always grows and always gets better. Mm -hmm. And I'm really aware of that my German is better than my sign language, so I have to improve my sign language. Mm -hmm. um, and what else? Oh, I think I think sign language is always something i think yes improving improving mm -hmm. improving okay if you could tell other interpreters to stop doing one thing what would it be stop explaining what you're doing just do it that it's for everybody clear what you're doing stop explaining mm. i think that's what i what i really see also uh in the years that um, it doesn't need too much explanations because it it occurring more confusion sometimes to say okay um, I'm the sign language interpreter and I come here and I sit beside you and please I hope it's not too bad that I sit that close blah 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 it's because I need the eye contact what <laughs> <laughs> and that's also what I experience with the students that when mm -hmm. we are I I'm teaching a lot of interactional and um, like communication aspects of interpreting mm -hmm. and a lot with the method of uh, role play and mm -hmm. what we are doing half a day is the first three minutes of an assignment that how you come, how you enter a room, find your mm -hmm. place and start working. And, mm -hmm. um, and I, I always see a lot of explaining and getting less and less and it's getting clearer and calmer and everybody's feeling more comfortable mm -hmm. without that many, uh, yeah. not so much information. 
So maybe it would be like this. Stop explaining. Just do it. <laughs> That's nice. Thank you very much, Hannah. It's been a wonderful pleasure to have you here. I hope to see you soon. Thank you for having me. And hope to see you soon, not online, but live. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let's take a few moments to discuss a few points that we can take away from this episode. First, many of us are very privileged to be able to work in teams when interpreting. A few of us are even more privileged to choose those teams, to choose the ones that fit us best, who can support us in a way that we need and that we can support them in the way that they need. But Hannah points out the fact that humor, open-mindedness, being able to laugh at ourselves is a very good skill to have in a teammate. It's one way to make a difficult situation less stressful. When we know that we can trust our team to support us when we need it, we now have more energy to put towards the interpretation, to the work, rather than the relationship between the team. And then we will enjoy our job even more. That goes along with the point of self-care, of balance. Yes, we need to take care of ourselves physically and emotionally, but being able to choose our team, being able to choose the assignments we want, and to avoid the assignments that are more stressful for us, and to limit how many assignments we take every week. That may be a privilege, but it's also very important for our own mental health to keep us from having burnout. Some colleagues worry that if I don't take this job, there may not be one next week for me. If my podcast has shown anything, it's shown that in every country, there is a high demand for interpreters. So it's more likely that we will have jobs each week. Therefore, we shouldn't have to take everything. Give yourself a schedule that allows you to have those calm moments, those moments for yourself, for your family, and for your work. The Sign Language Interpreters Association in Austria kind of showed that to us by how they changed their structure from one with a small group of people, the board, doing all of the work or most of the work, to a structure where there are work groups who take responsibility for different tasks within the association and how they share the information between those circles in a way that's similar to how you would work in a team, that open sharing of responsibilities. And the last thing she spoke of is we need to stop explaining our jobs. I still do this occasionally. It feels as though people don't quite get what we do. If we say the word interpreter, they will understand what that means to a certain extent, but they know that we are the professional in that job. But she's right. We need to stop explaining every detail of what we do because most people either know it or get bored rather quickly. And it can come off as condescending or perhaps a little arrogant. We just need to remember we're not the superheroes. We need to balance our life, not take every job. And our clients know this. They know that we can't do everything. They know that we need to take care of ourselves. And if we know that, 
Our teams definitely know that. And if we start explaining something, well, we need to have humor and laugh at ourselves and even tell the client, I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't need to tell you my job. You have your own job to do. So I'll see you next week. In the meantime, go to the description and tell me what you want, what you really want. Take care now.